We are on now. Yeah, we should probably. Yeah, stop. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back to All Things Acura with uh, Matt. And I'm Justin. And here we are. Another <laughs> episode, Matt. Episode three. It's yeah, going, it's going good so far. I listened to it on Spotify today. Yeah, well, that's actually. cool. We finally got that out. Finally got it set up. So if you uh, don't need to watch us on the YouTube, mm-hmm. you can now catch us on Spotify or pretty much anywhere uh, you find podcasts. Other than you said. Yeah, I don't think we have an Apple. Apple set up. Sorry, Apple people. We will get that. That's an Apple person. I'm so an Apple we'll, person. Yep. We'll, we'll get that going. It's just taking a min- minute to roll everything out, but we'll get it rolling. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, I was listening to this morning, and I was like, oh, that's really good information. <laughs> like, forgot for a second. It was I, me. So right, <laughs> well, which is good. It's good that you thought your yeah, it was all good. It was all good. So uh, in the world today, we are gonna hit on some more feedback. You guys are giving some good feedback and some uh, really good questions that that we're gonna touch on. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more Integra news. We got some new, uh, we got some uh, other Integra stuff we're going to touch on. Some stuff that no one knows, not even us, apparently. Right, right. So, <laughs> so we got some great Integra news that we're going to get into. And then also um, programs. We got some important program information. So if you're currently actively looking right now, there's some stuff that you need to, to stay tuned for because it's pretty important. Uh, and by the time this gets out, and hopefully uh, it only takes us a day or so to get it up on live on the air, um, but you'll only have a couple days left because that program cycle is coming in. But we'll get to that. So yep. uh, we got all kinds of comments and feedback. Um, so yeah. really appreciate all that. Yeah, we're just gonna go through a couple of these here. It was, it's always nice. Uh, obviously, right now we don't uh, to go kind of go through these and just kind of highlight people that uh, you know took the time to comment. It obviously it helps drive what we talk about a little bit because again, this content is for. The viewers and the listeners so we appreciate that um but john just said thank you uh, for, for, for providing this information keep them coming great discussion um some other stuff on the on the mbx which we'll talk about a little bit um but the one uh thing i know we'll talk about this a little bit more is uh the topic about the integra so we'll talk about the teggy as was uh affectionately called apparently maybe that's <laughs> teggy is the uh is the term in the in the world so if you didn't know that uh, yeah, I, I, was that a thing in the past? I, I, listen, I don't I'm know if it was young, a but... thing in the past. Okay. I think it's a thing now, right? For, <laughs> they talk true. about yeah. the old Teggy. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Um, uh, top, oh, in Teggy information, uh, we also had uh, Bernard who, uh, who had a question. So I, I guess as we kind of look through these things, there's some questions here too. Um, the question was, um, the model says it's in transit. Does it mean those are purchased already or can be purchased? And I know we talked a little bit about that before, maybe not too as in depth, but let's, we'll go ahead and answer that question here. Yeah. So Bernard, that's, that's a fantastic question. We did talk about that on the first episode and we'll, we'll kind of come back to some of these things because I know that, you know, we rambled on for 45 minutes and uh, on some of these. And so that's a lot of information to take in and remember, but uh, just recently, I think this is just over the last couple months, uh, Acura and Honda actually have allowed dealers now to list incoming or in transit units on their websites and so the one thing that and i we mentioned this before but i'll bring it i want to bring it up again is none of those can be marked as sold or available Mm -hmm. so all the units that you see on our website whether it's marked in transit or not um you you have you just have to inquire to find out whether it's already spoken for um unfortunately they're they haven't 
solved that yet. Yeah. And again, we'll go back to re- <laughs> rewriting how this should be done and not. And when they put us in charge, we'll we'll, we'll make sure we fix it. But right. Yeah. But the best thing to do is to call because like we, we've gotten, it seems like over the past like month and a half or so, we have gotten a lot of people calling asking if those cars are available. And I think it's because we've had a lot of people who, you know, they didn't put those orders in originally. And now they, you know, there is more inventory kind of coming out there, not unspoken for inventory, but stuff's kind of showing up and that's, you know, people thinking it's available and whatnot, but you know, just something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, so the in transit uh, does not necessarily say it's available. It just means that that vehicle's coming in, so so you can kind of see more far it'll farther down the road than what we used to be able to. Mm-hmm. Because before that vehicle would not show up in our inventory till after it was here and after the vehicle was actually invoiced to us. So it could actually could be a day or two after it even arrived. So right, um, we're glad it does show that, but you do need to call your local dealer to see if it's available. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Scott, thank you again. Uh, I'm glad we could uh, answer your question. Um, but yeah, so obviously patience is, uh, is a virtue here right now. Obviously trying to get your name in, um, you know, on a car so you can make sure it's ordered. Yeah, Scott waiting for his MDX. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, so that's just each each car is obviously a little bit different with that. So just kind of, you know, be patient. You know, we've had, uh, you know, I had some folks yesterday who picked up their car that put their deposit back in late October. So Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they waited a while and the car just got here like a couple days ago. So it's just different per, per model, per car. Um, next one I kind of want to talk about Tyrese had said, uh, that his local dealer was charging $5,000 more for a TLX type S found that another dealer, uh, wasn't charging the markup, but the total price out price came out to be more than the local dealers due to all the add-on fees and, and mandatory accessories. Um, and we touched on this a little bit last time with, you know, finding a dealer that makes the right, the most sense for you in terms of doing business with, are they marking the car up and how they're selling the car? So I don't know if you want to touch on that real quick. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he mentioned that guys, you guys talk about, I did find one that didn't put an excess additional dealer markup above MSRP, but then they added a lot of accessories mm-hmm. and fees, which made the car more than what it was right. even <laughs> yeah. with the markup. So, yeah, I, you know, I, <laughs> I guess there's a difference though of just paying uh, two, three, four, five thousand. There's cases of even more of that over MSRP and not getting anything additional for that versus a dealer that's trying to put value added items on the car. And I had assumed that he's speaking of um, that they tried to put some accessories on their vehicle, which in turn would probably be accurate accessories mm-hmm. on the vehicle, which has in turn you know raised the cost of the car. You know, that that's going to happen. You know, they're, they're, they want to maximize, obviously, their opportunity with the vehicle. But, you know, people want a lot of that stuff, too. So they're, they're kind of pre, you know, get an idea. If they have the vehicle available, they're going to put that on there. Yeah. Uh, the other piece of that, you know, mm-hmm. is, again, going back to the order. You know, if you find the dealer that's willing to order the vehicle for you or get you on an order that they already have coming in and you can agree that MSRP, well, then all, the, all that stuff goes away, right? I mean, because you're yeah. green on a car that doesn't have those additional items already on right, it. Right, exactly. And I know we, you know, we had that TLX Type S here that we added the carbon fiber kit to it, it, right? Yeah. And so that's where, you know, obviously, like Justin said, a lot of dealers are trying to maximize what they're doing on the vehicle. And, and you know, as we see it is that that's added value, whereas there are dealers that are just adding on market value money to the vehicle, which isn't giving you anything other than, hey, you get to pay more for the car. Um, so, and some of those accessories, you know, I, I don't know some of those accessories, maybe you could take off, but again, 
it, that's relative to the dealer. If it's certain things that you maybe the car would sell better with it on there, I know we did that. We put, like I said, yeah, you know, interesting. Thing. We put that package on, and then the customer went and added, I think, an additional two thousand dollars worth of stuff that yeah, that oh, we yeah. didn't even we yeah. weren't going to put on the car exactly. So. And with ordering, like you had said, like people obviously, if you order something, you want to make sure you try to agree to whatever numbers there are in front of you prior to the car getting there, whether it be you know, certain addendums or certain packages or, or certain accessories that you want to add to the car, make sure you do that at the time. Um, and I think that's also why maybe some dealers kind of stopped taking orders because they did want to try to maximize what they were selling in the car saying, okay, we're going to add, you know, this feature, we're going to add this accessory, we're going to add this product to the vehicle. And uh, just so that way they can maximize that sale. So so the one thing we can't speak to, and, and we're not going to go outside of our bounds as much as we can, is, is you know, I know a lot of states, and uh, we're talking to a large audience, so a lot of states have a lot of other fees, right? Uh, state of Ohio has one set documentary fee that we can charge and our regular title fees, which are very small, but that's it. And mm -hmm. I know some of the other states, when you get outside of that, you know, they, they, they have some pretty large numbers that they can add to the price of, of a car. And that's what they're allowed to do. And that varies state to state. And that's, yeah. you know, you know we, we don't have those <laughs> fees. To, and uh, if we we're going to add anything, it'd just be additional dealer markup. It wouldn't be a, in the sort of, a, of yeah. a, a fee per se. So I can't speak to those other states. Um, and I don't, I don't, you know, all I can say is, is, you know, that's your area of negotiation if you're going to, if you, if you, you know, yeah. want to find the right and, and we dealt with this a lot, you know, prior to, we're in Ohio here, which is a pretty consumer friendly state. And, you know, there's a lot of ones out there where, you know, someone will say, well, they're charged, they're, you know, they're less than you on the price, but I'm like, okay, but their fees are maybe up to a thousand dollars. Right. And so it's like, well, really at the end of the day, our price is really less if you add it all up. But so know. the golden nugget in the, in us, you know, helping you as far as a consumer and the buying process is mm -hmm. just make sure that it, you get a total out the door price when you're shopping for any type of vehicle. You know, let's just, let's forget the Acura conversation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because any type of vehicle, if you're just going based on whether they're selling it for MSRP or the sale price of the car, well, there's so much more that can change in that big equation. Like Matt said, mm -hmm. you know, there's we always get people coming to us from other states saying, "Well, your price is higher," mm -hmm. but those states also have very large uh, fees that they charge on top of that. So, you know, it varies. I'm not saying we're right or wrong for as far as the amounts are concerned, but make sure if you have that out the door number and you're comparing my total cost, tax, title, mm -hmm. everything, fees included. Uh, across the board that's the only way you know 100 percent. yeah and that's another rabbit hole with the terms of pricing because like lease lease prices and things like that like yeah. oh we we'll did. talk about that as we go in in the future episodes uh you know yeah. this is to help you guys get you know i guess say get the best deal you can and get maximize your money as well and so. navigate this current landscape because yeah, it is right. very different than what you typically and and negotiations are, are obviously few and far between and they what you can negotiate is kind of you know slowly going away at the moment and you know until inventory picks back up and so you have to kind of pick and choose you know what you're actually you know trying to compare um oh <laughs> we have a, a gentleman sean from uh down here right down here in columbus where right, right outside nice. where the acuras are made um so excited to see him up here to check out the mdx i know like i said before we do have one here to check out we use it as our uh, our demo um, and then this is another interesting one where uh, it says, um, Lars, 
I ordered a base all-wheel drive just because the standard features are all I care about, which is a great reason to get a base model. Yeah. The MDX has a ton of great features that are standard. It's one of our favorites. But he said, I'd love the Type S motor, but I'm not paying 20 plus grand more for it. Well, yeah, I get that. Like you're, it, you're, it is quite a gap between what a base model MDX for it goes for, which is about 51 now. And then you're looking at a, uh, well, you can get a Type S, you know, the regular model, not the advanced model. You're at 68. So yeah, it's like six, you know, 17, 18 grand. But at the same time, keep in mind, you are also adding a lot of features to the vehicle. So it's, the base has a ton of stuff, there's no doubt, but you are adding a lot more. Yeah, I think, you know, when, to speak to him, I'm, I'm on his side. This new MDX comes with a lot of standard equipment. I don't know that the base package would be the one I'd go after, but I know we have a lot of people looking for those upper trims. And if you have, if you're coming out of a 16, 17, 18 MDX, RDX, mm -hmm. You don't need to jump to the Vance or the Type S Vance to, to get a lot of equipment. I mean, <laughs> yep. it's overkill. I mean, come spend uh, an afternoon with us and we'll show you the features on the car and how they work. And, and you might turn around and go, okay, what's what's below that? Um, we're not trying to get you to spend more money. We're actually trying to get you to spend less. Uh, not to mention, I think, as far as availability, you're going to see those middle trims, tech package, uh, A-spec be more available than the advanced. Going back to the whole chip problem and yep. supplier problems, you know, those advanced models, those type S models, I mean, they just have so many more components to them than yep. the other ones. And a tech package MDX has a lot of equipment. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And it's a, it's a popular package. So yep. that's what we, I mean, we saw, I don't know, percent it is now, yeah, like, it's, it seems like it's 70% percent yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So it's what most people buy. So if you're buying the car and you, you know, resale value is a lot greater on a tech package than it is a base model, even though, you know, feature component wise, it's getting closer and closer to that gap. But you well, know. interesting, even even, you know, percentage wise, it's still higher on a tech package than it is as you move up the ladder because you lose some of that value that you paid more for an advanced package yeah, or what happened. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and not to mention, obviously, it sounds like you had already ordered a base model, but base model orders are, are kind of going away. So for now, um, but we'll see what happens, obviously, as the year goes on. Uh, last little comment that we want to bring up, um, a gentleman that kind of lives near us. Uh, this is Lee. Uh, is owned an ILX for eight, eight months now, and he loves it. Um, actually, apparently bought it from us, and he was hoping that the ILX would stick around. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of people have liked that 2.4 uh, liter four-cylinder that's in that car going to the turbo. You know, who knows? But Yeah, that 2.4 with the eight-speed dual-clutch transmission, that powertrain was was a really, I think, just a really niche, neat powertrain. And one that, yeah, I kind of wish it would stick around too, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm on your side, Lee. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I know that, you know, the whole industry across the board, not just Honda, but everybody's moving towards a more, a smaller power plant with tur turbocharged, you know, to, to maximize that power to rate ratio, get more efficiency. Yeah. And it's going to, you know, I, unfortunately, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that the experience is going to be less. I mean, so far, I yeah. think even with the TLX uh, and the RDX, people have been quite happy with those. Engines. Yeah. I don't think anyone yeah. has had any complaints yet or anything like that. And I, I get it. Like, you know, my dad was an example. They didn't want another turbocharged engine after being with an Audi for many years. But it's a hot and accurate product. You know, hopefully, obviously, they get it. They are doing it the right way. The engineers, they know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, that was a neat little like niche um, engine uh, transmission uh, combination. And I think it was underrated. I think a lot of people oh, who it yeah. didn't drive the car right. I think if you really had that car and drove it, I mean, it was 201 horsepower. I mean, that's it's quite a bit of power in that little car. So, um, but yeah. 
So there's still a chance. I know we still have uh, some Integras coming in. And I like this. Did I say Integra? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. oh, wow. I've already, Easy. I've already shifted already gears. already made the transition. I, right? I have Integra on the mind. Shifted uh, gears. Ooh. Ah, ah, we'll talk about that. Good segue. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, um, we do have some ILXs coming. Yeah, you said we still have some ILXs coming. There's still ILXs in the system. (laughs) I think we're we're 30, 45 days of ILX production still before the the line changes over, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's still and they're premium A specs. Is yeah, we have premium A specs. I think premium and premium A spec are the only two trims that might be available at this point, okay. which are the most popular. So I, you know. Oh yeah. Um. One. Oh, another. There's a couple other ones that I want to address. The last one leads into a, uh, what we're kind of going to talk about next. But um, someone asked like about the wheels, the flat back, uh, like the flat black paint on the regular Type S. Can you get the same wheels on the blue Type S? So um, the answer to that question is you probably can purchase them. And I, I'm bringing this up because I, I think in person, the Type S Advance wheels look a lot better than what the right. uh, in person yeah. than they do yeah. in pictures and stuff like that. But also, you're also probably looking at, um, you know, you're going to pay a lot of money just to get those wheels. You're probably looking at like three, four thousand dollars just to get those wheels. And then what, what do you do with those other wheels? So I don't know if that's worth uh, doing. But yeah, they do look good. And the final thing and <laughs> is uh, gentleman had asked about his lease coming up. So more good info here. Just uh, just about any other. Oh, appreciate that. More good info than just about any other source. So I appreciate that. My MDX lease is about to expire, and I plan to buy it. So um, that is something that we're going to get. So into. we are going to touch on lease end and you know options for lease end. Uh, that's going to be a topic we're going to talk about today. Sorry we didn't mention that earlier, but if you've stuck around, you're going to get the information that you're going to need if you yeah. have a lease, uh, especially an accurate lease coming due. Yep. Um, one quick news that we do want to touch on um, because it just kind of came out today, and you know one our one there's there's a, a whole overlying theme as far as wanting to get you information. And that's why we're spending the time to do this. There's no bonus on our part. We could not do it and yep. be, and have extra time in our day. <laughs> it w- right. wouldn't make any different change in our lives other than take less off our plate. Mm-hmm. But we want to get you guys information. We want to feel like we want to get the information that is as most accurate mm-hmm. as we can. Uh, there was a bunch of headlines today, Matt, and I was just sharing this with Headlines. Them. Headlines today. Not like... Yeah, talking about <laughs> not uh, blurbs and rumors. Talking about that the 2023 Teggy Teggy or Integra to be specific. Yes, will get super handling all wheel drive. Hmm. 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 A lot to be said there. Yeah. So we uh, have exhaustively asked this question to everybody that we know, our contacts at Acura over the last. Yeah, well, since they've well, announced, they announced it, yeah, yeah, yep. And nowhere has anybody ever made a peep about that car having all-wheel drive. Would they love it to have to superhand an all-wheel drive? Absolutely, I would. I would too. <laughs> right. But uh, it is not on the radar from anything we've heard about. So there's a couple articles that just popped up, and you know, I, I the Torque Report. Uh, there is. <laughs> There's a place <laughs> called Integra Talk. Who knew? Oh, no. I didn't know that that was a thing. Uh, Teggy Talk. Teggy Talk and a place called Truth About Cars. And they've all gotten a hold of a the screenshot of a <laughs> dealership up in Wisconsin. And I don't remember the, which one it was. And 
where they, where they, <laughs> yeah, where they had sent out that you know the new Integra will be available with super handling all-wheel drive, um, and maybe they're claiming that they have inside information on that. You know, uh, I, I I I hope we're wrong, and they do have insider information. There is something coming, but from all accounts that we've heard, it is not going to be offered with the all-wheel drive. That doesn't mean that in the future it couldn't be or wouldn't be. Right. And it doesn't mean that there won't be a version, um, maybe an S version. That well, ha- sure. They offer that. But in the initial plans, that's that's not a thing uh, from anything that we know about. <laughs> well, it's, and it's funny you say that because on Jalopnik, which I know is another, you know, I'm sure they're getting their information from the same resource. And who knows? Maybe someone was just typing in something on this dealer website. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but everything that we have seen that is not the case that it's going to be getting all wheel drive. I'm not even gonna, I don't even wanna like keep on this subject because you know, we feel like at least up here in the Northern states or Midwest, we do feel that all wheel drive should be maybe a staple on Acura's lineup, you know, across the board, super handling all wheel drive. If if you, if people who are Acura fans here, you know what an incredible system that is. Um, And so we felt like that's something that would set the brand apart if you incorporated that throughout the entire lineup. Now, that would be great. We all live in these great dream worlds. But again, that's based upon what we know. Um, we do know it's going to have the 1.5 uh, four-cylinder turbo engine that's out of the Civic. We know that. So that's exciting. But all-wheel drive, at this point, not a thing. Not a thing. The only thing they have con- confirmed is the manual transmission. And we've had talked with them about that. The availability of the main transmission uh, mm-hmm. across the lineup, we don't know. Um, but it will be available with a manual transmission, uh, right. the six-speed manual. I think six-speed manual. Six-speed, yeah. And we don't know if it's going to be like the uh, the lower trim levels or the upper trim levels, or if it's going to be available across the entire lineup. That's we just don't know that yet. We haven't had a chance to like go through the orders yet. So I think until we get there, and we'll update. You know, that's something we will do. Is that once we do that, we can update our uh, viewers and listeners say, hey, here's what we know. This is yeah. what we can order. Right? As soon as we have that information and we can release it, we're, we're going to get it out to you guys, hopefully as fast as, as anybody. And it's interesting how these articles come out. I mean, this, it came out and it's all over, the, I guess you'd say the newswire. I guess that's where the, they picked that stuff Yeah, the up. auto newswire. Like yeah, you, and, it's, yeah. and now all of a sudden it's, it's rampant and I'm sure tomorrow I'll see five more articles that yeah, say that. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's one person just reading after the next person. And yep. Nobody, nobody has an answer. Accurate does not confirm that information. So little game of telephone. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah, I heard it as this, and we get we hear a lot of that stuff. And I, you know, as I talked to someone earlier about like how Honda and Accurate do things, they don't really like a lot of stuff that's rumors without them. It doesn't really ever come true. <laughs> like, no. You know. You know. I say that uh, Accurate and Honda have done you know the best job across the industry of keeping a secret mm-hmm. of any manufacturer I ever met out there, and and they. They just don't release the information, yeah. right? And yeah. a lot of times we might know something two hours prior to my customers yeah, knowing right. stuff. So. Yeah, it's, uh, they are good secret keepers. Yeah, absolutely. So that's Integra information. Don't forget that uh, March 3rd, we're only we're now only a couple weeks away. Thursday, 3-10-22 is the reserve tool. We'll go live on Acura.com. You'll be able to leave a deposit for your Integra. Um, those will be a $500 deposit. And um, uh, the other piece of that that I, I don't know that I touched on all of this last week because I kind of just got the information mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, not all colors and options will be available 
for that pre-sale of that deposit. So when you go up there, there'll be limited packages and colors available for that uh, pre-order. Yeah. That doesn't mean they won't be available. You'll need to get with your dealer, but for the initial launch of that vehicle, they'll limit those packages and colors. Yeah. And then I'm sure it's a part to do with availability yeah. and rollout and probably all kinds of stuff. I was going to say, maybe in a normal year, that would have been different, but uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it could have, that, that's something that could have changed. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we'll keep everyone up to date on that. All right. So if you have an Acura lease and you're just not sure what to do because there's not any cars to go out and release. And there's going to be a lot of information here that is true across the board. Yeah, really across the industry, leasing uh, has gone wild as far as <laughs> what what your options are, what you can do with a lease. So one thing I will start with is all the manufacturers, other than a couple, have restricted who can actually purchase that lease. So in the past, I'll give you an example. In the past, if I had a, a Acura lease or a Honda lease, and I wanted to go buy a um, Lexus, I'll use that as Thank you. a good example. So I was afraid you were going to say another brand, but right. we'll use Lexus. We'll use Lexus. <laughs> and Lexus used to just be able to inquire to a Honda or an Acura and get a payoff amount and be able to purchase that car the same way you would as a consumer. Well, they have, they, you know, last year when the shortage was really starting to take full force, pretty much every manufacturer, all but a couple, and I mean, I, I, I mean a couple, I can't even think of which ones right now, um, have gone to this where you have to get your payoff only at an Acura or Honda, respective Honda dealership. So you can no longer take your Honda lease to a Honda dealership and, and they can't pay it off. Right. And so what, what they're trying to do, and I understand that might be anger some people, frustrate a lot of people, but what they're trying to do is keep those units with their appropriate manufacturer. Correct. And so whether that's, you know, Honda, Acura, Ford, you know, uh, Infinity, you know, you name the brand, they're, yep. they're most all are doing that same thing. They're just, they're only allowing that payoff to come from that dealer, right? And they're trying to, yeah, they're trying to protect their dealers to make sure that, hey, we know you don't have new units coming in. But hey, just go ahead and make sure you try to keep your used inventory coming in like a normal year. Like, yeah, you know. right. And so they're just trying to now. So what's that put you as <laughs> as a lease consumer? What can you do with that lease? You still have some options. So if you want another Acura, obviously you want to try to plan ahead on this. If you have a lease that's coming due in three, four, five, six months, yeah, you're not too early. Get in there, get something figured out with your local dealer because mm -hmm. you. You don't know how much time is going to go by. If you have a lease coming due next month, two months, and you're running out of time and you don't think there's a car available, the good news is Acura will let you extend your lease. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of different options you can do for extending your lease. Um, yeah, you extend your lease and you continue those same payments. Now, the one thing we don't know, and because we haven't like contacted Acura, is how much leniency they have there with how many times. Because I think before, you could only call two times to extend your lease. So there was good and bad to that where like you say, okay, I'm going to extend my lease for six months or three months, you know, but or you could do it up to a year is what Acura allows. Yeah. Now. And so I'm pretty sure that's still the same guidelines. You can do up to a year extension. Yeah. Uh, how many times you can extend it? I don't know. In other words, if I extend it for three months, can I extend it for the rest of that year? I don't know. I'm sure you can in this climate. I think right. they're going to be as flexible as they can to allow you to 
get back into another act. Right. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Um, outside of that, I don't. You know, if you're if you have other plans other than getting back into another Acura, um, as far as an extension passer, I don't know what you have to do. You have to make a decision of whether you're going to turn that vehicle back in or purchase that lease. Yeah. Which right now is a favorable thing yeah. to do, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, we're looking at you know you're talking in some cases almost ten thousand dollars difference between what you might be able to purchase your car for to what you might buy a comparable used car for with similar miles. Obviously, it's kind of beneficial because you know that car and you have less miles, it's a lot less money. So that is an option. Um, another option is to buy it and maybe try to sell it uh, if you want to do that. And I know we've run into that a few times and there's some words of caution there. Yeah, so, <laughs> so. if you're gonna buy out your lease and then go try to sell it, remember that, that you still owe sales tax on that remaining balance of that. So you're gonna have you know, X amount of dollars you're going to have to add to whatever you own that vehicle. And if you lease, this is probably not anything new to you. You probably already know that. Mm -hmm. And yes, you can still sell it. There's still profit to be made uh, in this climate right now with these cars uh, where they're selling above and beyond that. One thing I, we have to caution you, though, is it takes a while to get a title when you do buy out that lease. So keep in mind that allow yourself some time, a long runway for this to happen. We yeah. see people... You know, that buy out their lease uh, without going through us, which I don't, that's they can buy their lease directly through Acura. Yeah. They can do it however they want. Um, but it, it can take up to a month, month and a half to two months to get a title for that vehicle. And remember, you really can't sell that car or resell it to anybody else until you have that title in your hand. You have Correct. to have possession of that. Um, so you got to look out. What, what's the market going to look like in two months? From all things considered, as yeah. we sit here right now, it still looks like it's pretty favorable, but it probably won't be the same. Good, mm -hmm. bad, otherwise we don't know where it's gonna be. And we're at the peak of the hill. Yeah. I think that's the important message here is we're at the peak of the mountain. Mm -hmm. In other words, as the supply starts to come in, in which it is this year, as it starts to come in, yeah. those values will slowly start to go down. We're actually, um, the article, I shared with you guys uh, last week, and I wish I could bring that back up in my memory <laughs> again, right. is, um, because I think that was from, um, oh, I just believe it was Cox Automotive. Yeah. Um, their study shows that we are now losing between 2 and 3% value, wholesale value mm -hmm. or value of right. your trade-in yeah, right. each month. Right. So there, it, we're, we're climbing down because, because the manufacturers have picked up pace. Yep. And as the new cars start to flow in, the value of those used cars starts to climb. Is it's not going to be a bloodbath quite yet, right? But as far as a sharp drop off, but <laughs> right. you're at the end, you're, we're going down. In other words, yeah. as we look out, we might see a little spike in the spring because, um, you know, as, again, we talked about before, as the weather changes, more people come out, more people get excited about buying a new car. We'll yeah. see a little spike, and then we're going to see, see that slowly, slowly decline throughout the year or so. Yeah, and so that's up to you as a, as a consumer to say, okay, here's my options. And that's why, you know, obviously we want your car. If it's an Acura, we, we want to take that car in. And we want to try to be competitive. We know people are shopping their car out there, and so we understand, hey, we know what your payoff is. We know where you're at with what that is. You can, you know, obviously you can sell it back to us, and hopefully there's some, and hopefully there's some profit there for you. There's some, uh, you know, some sort of margin there. You can try to negotiate a little bit. So that's, that's in your corner. So use that to your advantage when you're trying to, you know, sell us back your car. We want your car and we know you want to sell it to us. 
Um, but that's obviously, and most people aren't even turning in their leases anymore. Yeah, right. So, so don't. Yeah, most people aren't just turning them in, dropping them off their dealer. They're taking advantage of that. So here's a couple things you can do. Obviously, if you have a source that you that that will offer you X amount of dollars for the car, but there's a dealer, an actor dealer that has the product you want. You know, the easy thing to do, and I think this is beneficial for everybody, mm -hmm. is to let them have a chance to give you whatever or match your offer yeah. in, a, in total dollar amount because that'll be much easier for you, especially with that lease payoff. They're the ones that are going to need to facilitate that. Make them responsible to get that title to the vehicle yep. and take yourself out of all that. Take your equity and buy your new car. If they can't match that, then, then you have to go to the other plan of, Purchasing that vehicle, having the outlay of cash, right. tax, and then and then you know facilitating oh, yeah. that at the end. But make sure you work with your dealer to try to get that extra money out of it. It's it's easier on your you, you're yeah. going to save yourself so much headache, and maybe <laughs> they maybe they can't give you quite the same because there are some places out there that are paying just top dollar for these cars insane amounts. Yeah, and and, and I think they just to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like no. I think they started doing. These numbers started getting worse and worse because they realized people weren't selling their car back to these places. Even though they were still giving more, the value just wasn't there. So they had to say, okay, how much more do we have to go above and beyond what maybe dealers are saying? And that's why I think you've seen a little bit of a jump because they still need that inventory. Yeah, so you got to think <laughs> so, of the, uh, the uh, non-franchise yeah. dealers out there. I mean, there's just a ton of them. And you have a lot of the CarMaxes, Carvanas, Vrooms. Um, we buy the, any car. Yeah, yeah they, that, that's how they survive. They can only survive by buying cars off yep. the street and taking some trade-ins, but they don't have a, a franchise that feeds them vehicles to resale. Right. So, th so they have to effectively try to pay more than everybody else to get that inventory. Yeah. Um, and we'll touch more on that as time goes on. Um, but make sure that you've done your due diligence with your dealer because going down that that path with mm -hmm. a lease vehicle is going to be much more complicated than if yeah. you just own that car outright. Right. Um, and and we, we love to have that discussion with people. Listen, like we may not give exactly what these, you know, crazy numbers are out there, but at least give us, give your dealer an opportunity because we want the car just as much as, you know, as you want to sell it. So, you know, that's where that, you know, that conversation has to happen. You know, don't, you know, don't get offended, but we're here to make sure yeah. it works and out it, for like, both parties. Like, if it's close, if it's, you know, a few hundred bucks or whatever that might be, and that's mm -hmm. different to everybody. But if it's close, I mean, that can, it can save you months worth of time and, and lots of money that you have to lay out there on the line to be right. able to make that happen on your own. And this happens so. a lot. You know, we get calls or, oh, hey, I, you know, my, my uh, Lincoln lease is coming up in the next three months. And I'm like, well, you know, do you know what you're doing with your car? Love to sell you what we have, but you know, you got to figure out what you're doing with your car because every brand is different. I don't want to call it any brands or anything like that, but there are some that they make it very difficult to get out of your lease and they make it so you have to return it back to that specific. Yeah. And that's so. kind of what we started the conversation <laughs> so. with is, and um, hopefully it's clear. It's clear in our mind. Hopefully we're conveying it clear, but those brands, all those brands are not allowing you to just take that car anywhere. You need to go back to that brand or that manufacturer mm -hmm. to either um, to if you want to get rid of the lease right or have them buy it out or you have to buy it out on your own right. those are really the only options before I think uh, Lincoln and Ford did that anyways mm -hmm. uh, and there were several brands that made you do that anyways yeah. infinity um, was like infinity that was like too, that yeah. I think the and Nissan um, and now all the brands jumped on board and said look we're going we're going to try to protect our own dealer body and our customers and, and only allow them to come back 
And I know that's a sour subject, but it is what it is. Now you just yeah. kind of navigate with what's what's out there. It is a sour subject, and you're right. But keep in mind, when you lease, you don't own that car. It's not yours. Right. <laughs> it's this really not. True. So, very, you know, well I, said. I get yeah. it. Like, I get it. You, you want to be able to have that that freedom and leniency to do what you want to do. Like, hey, that's my money. Well, really, it's kind of half your money. You know? right. so, so, it's not your, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just something definitely to keep in mind. That way you can start early. Like Justin said, five, six months is definitely not too early at all. Um, obviously, as you get, you know, in the three-month window, it's pretty tight. Yeah. The great news in this market with the values of where cars are at, pre-owned cars, there's a great opportunity that, to, to exit a lease early. Yeah. And it really, across the board, I don't know, we haven't... I mean, we, we were only seeing mostly ours. Again, we yeah. just talked about we, we don't see a lot of other brands because um, they don't it's you really got to have a plan for that when you come to us. But, uh, you know, five, six, eight months, your early is not out of the question at this yeah. point as far well, as yeah, being able to true. exit that lease and get in something else. Uh, on the other lease subject, uh, just we'll touch on real quick and then we'll we'll, we'll kind of get off of it. Um, but lease prices for the new ones obviously are much higher than what they were because they're not supported leases as they lease yeah. incentives as what they were. What's What's funny is that this is what leases would look like <laughs> on a normal one. Right. Unincentivized, yeah. this is kind of what they look like. Yeah. Where a lot of us to have leased, a lot of cars in the past are used to subvented lease rates, meaning they're, they're using mm-hmm. special rates and uh, residuals and programs to get those payments down lower than what they'd normally be. So a lot of people say, well, now is just not a good time to do that. Well, let me get, we'll give you a quick snapshot of this as our, as our two cents. Um, but if you have a lease that you can get out of uh, and pull some equity out of that lease, some, some money, uh, getting mm-hmm. ver- what we're willing to pay you versus what you owe and apply it to the new vehicle and get within a moonshot of what ah, you're paying now, you, <laughs> you should definitely jump on that. It's not a bad idea. And here's why it's not a bad idea. Because what none of us know, Matt, myself, or anyone else in the industry knows, is what's going to happen in three years, mm. right? We do not know where this market's going in three years. We do not know what those used car values are going to be out there. We have no idea how many chips are going to be available. There's going to be probably 10 more chip plants on the planet. By That's the, true. By three <laughs> years right. Now, right? They're That's in a right. panic to build right. more chips. Be more chips we have we know no idea. With. There yeah. could be oodles and scads of cars, and there could be a glutton of used cars, which means the value of yours just went from way up here to way down here, right? Right. So if you can get back into another lease, and it makes sense for you, in other words, you, you can take what you have, get, get back into another one, the payment fits your budget, mm-hmm. it's a great idea. Because if there's ever been a time that we don't know where, what the future is going to hold, yeah, it's right now. Well, yeah, so... Uh, three things to kind of talk about that. A, you're getting, most people are getting equity from their car, let's face it. Yep. So let's say it's, let's say it's $4,000. We'll cut the difference between like three and five, which is typically what most people are getting. Okay, that four grand that you typically were getting on the other side of things, right, is now coming from your trade. So are, is it really that much different? You know, like right. Acura's typically are, are in our right. world, we're not like discounting the cars a ton of money, like three, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. Well, that money's coming from your trade now, which you didn't have that money before. So that's like new money. So apply that toward the toward that. Now the other the other side of that too. And I lost my train of thought of where I was going with that. But uh, but oh, so like although lease payments are very high right now, that residuals the manufacturer have kept that. So it's still a percentage of the MSRP. Yep. And that residual, it's still a good, obviously a good buy right now, and maybe three years down the road. So keep that in mind. Just because you're paying higher, you're going to go back and look at oh, I can still buy this car for. 
what is it, 55, 56% of the MSRP, that's still a good value. I mean, yeah. and that'll probably be the same, I'm guessing-ish, three years down the road. Yeah, so there's a, and we'll, we can dive in more into that subject. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that not everybody leases a car, so I was even having talking with yeah. Matt before we even started this. I said, well, this <laughs> yeah, is going to appeal to certain people, and other yeah. people, they're going to say, eh, okay. not for me, I don't lease them. And if you, you know, if you have a vehicle, obviously now is a great time to trade it in. If you are interested in a new one, We'll get why, and I mentioned this in the last one, um, where there's a lot of people saying, just don't buy a car right now. It doesn't, you know, it's not a good time. But depending on what you have, yeah, right? that's true. It, it, may, it can make a lot of sense mm -hmm. because we're, we're, you know, you might, you're going to max out on your value versus the cost of the new one. And we'll break that down a little bit more on, on another one. Because again, we went for quite a while. Yeah. And we have one topic that we really have to talk about. Uh, <laughs> That's because, right. Because our programs are coming down to an end. And I know we covered um, incentives on the first um, episode. And we talked a little bit about the different incentives that are out there. Uh, and there are some incentives still out there. And that, this program cycle ran from the beginning of January. And it goes all the way till the end of, the, of February. So, um uh, February 28th is the final day to take advantage of these programs. Which today, this as of this, it's uh, the 23rd of February. Yeah, 3rd. So we might have this out hopefully tomorrow. So um, you, you have a handful of days to take advantage of this. reason why I'm bringing it up is every quarter or so, we see a drop in residuals. We are, they are, they've already told us there's going to be a drop in residuals across the lineup. So what happens if you're interested in leasing and you're a lease person, that residual is going to drop, whether it be 1% or 2%. And if you start talking about a vehicle like an MDX, 1% mm -hmm. uh, of 50000 right? It's yeah. 500 bucks. 2 percent is 1000 It's going to cost you that much more in just a week from now. Yeah. And that's not in your dealer's control. That is just how the ball tumbles. It happens every year as we get later in the model year. Um, those residuals drop. The rates I don't see the rates coming down. Again, everybody is well aware that we expect rates to go up. So now we're now we're making that gap even bigger. Residuals dropping, rates going up, and so, no incentives. And no <laughs> so incentives. they're not offsetting. That payment that. is getting much larger than what it is right now for the same vehicle. So reason why I don't bring that up: a that you know about it; b Acura is a neat little program um, that they call the Acura Commitment Program, where you can actually lock in today's rates purchase or lease for the next 90 days. Yep. And I apologize that we didn't talk about this sooner. Uh, I, we might've touched on it, but it, it, it wasn't coming close to the end and now, yeah. now it is here. And so if you, if you were interested in getting something or you're on the fence, go to your Acura dealership, get something on order, whatever it might be. They get your information, lock that in for 90 days because you can lock in today's rates for a future vehicle. And basically they have to have numbers agreed upon and a credit application. Yeah, yeah. So and you I have think to, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, obviously, you're gonna have to leave a deposit with your local yeah, dealer for yeah. whatever vehicle, but you just gotta make sure that you have something worked out there with yep. them, uh, and they and they get you signed up on that program because it could be. I mean, it could easily be fifteen thousand, fifteen hundred dollar difference on a lot of these. Well, that's important for people not only who are like, oh, I'm gonna go, you know, go look at an MDX now, but people who also like bought you know, put their deposit down back in January who didn't, you know, maybe didn't, weren't aware of that. Yeah. So if you have a, yeah, vehicle yep. on order mm -hmm. and um, 
you know, your dealer, you might make a phone call to your dealer to make sure that they have you locked in on this program. If you're interested in leasing and that's a thing, right? The rest of it, I'm not sure that it matters as much, but that those mm -hmm. lease, it's going to have a pretty good impact on them. And it's just as time goes, it's the same every year. It just now it feels more, much more important than what it did in the past. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, All right. um, so lock in those programs, make sure you get with your local dealer on that. Um, and then I made that video. So last thing, we'll, oh, we'll get off those ooh, subjects. Got to talk uh, about that. Thanks for sticking around for as long as everyone has. If you're still continuing this point, last thing is uh, I did. You know, I appreciate everyone who watched the video that you know I made and Justin has made on the MDX Type S. I did do a driving impression uh, video. I'm in the middle of editing it, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, I don't want to talk too much about how it drove. All I can tell you, it was more than quick enough for an MDX. It was fun to drive and. That's all I'll tell you for now. Yeah, so you'll videos, have to so. catch that video that Matt has. One little little side note, uh, because we were having a neat little conversation about this earlier, was <laughs> was uh, I saw in some of the comments, and I'm sure you guys has brought it brought it up. <laughs> yep. That they don't think it's loud enough. The exhaust is too quiet it's too on quiet. the MDX Type S. So yeah, we won't spend a ton of time on the subject. <laughs> it, it might be, maybe it is too quiet, but that is the vehicle. And I think the majority of people will appreciate that this is a performance SUV that, uh, or yeah. SUV of its size that has some performance that isn't obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like who wants to start up there? I get it. You want to hear the loud rumbly car. Are you going to get an MDX for that? I mean, really? I mean, go get something else that is going to give you the exhaust sound that you want. You don't want to wake up your neighbor. Hey, kids, get in the car. Wah, you know, right, this like right. exhaust from across the neighborhood. So, uh, but I, I'll tell you, like, and if you watch the video inside the car, you can hear it. Like in the video, I actually was surprised. I didn't know what it would sound like until I got back in. It sounds good. You know, it sound, it's the car is spirited. It's fun to drive. And I, I have no problem with the exhaust sound. Yeah, I think they're great. I think they sound <laughs> great. And it, it, I think it's just that perfect blend. And, and that's what Acura tries to do. It's this blend of performance and luxury. It's not just performance or just luxury, right? They're trying to blend the two and give you the best of both worlds. Yeah. And, and a lot of people say, well, that, that's no identity when you, when you try to do that. And, no, it fits a lot of people because mm -hmm. most people don't want the one extreme or the other, right? They want a little bit of that. And for everyday driving, which most of us are going to do with the vehicle, it is phenomenal. Yeah. It meets your needs and more. Right. Sure, take it out on the track with car and driver. <laughs> you probably won't be as excited, right, right. as that $100,000 whatever package. Mercedes, you know, AMG, right. whatever. Right, but that's yeah. not what they're trying to be. They're not trying to make a, a family hauling track car. Right, right? and right, I yeah. think that's what people you know yeah. think is oh I'll be able to you know swap out my wheels and go on the track. That's not the no. car, right? No. And if you have seventy thousand dollars, I hope you have enough money saved to buy your track car so you can go out on the track. Yeah, that's that's fun, true. Right? That's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a different car for that, and it's right. not necessarily the MDX. Like I just imagine taking my family because I I like the MDX Type S because I maybe I want something with more performance. I've always been that way. Like I want something nice, but I want to have something that, that gets me excited when I get behind the wheel. But if I'm taking my family in that car on the vacation, three hours, four hours into the ride, and you hear from the exhaust, I don't I don't think that's what yeah, you want. Right, and that's <laughs> so, what not what most of our customers would want. So. Yeah, and so I think Acura did the right thing. It does have the active exhaust. Um, yeah. Where, so as you switch modes, it, it does get quieter or a little louder. Again, what we're speaking of is a lot of yeah. people said it's just not loud enough. And yeah. 
it's fine. Uh, Teach yeah, his own. Drive it yourself. Check it out. Check it out. out. It's a phenomenal car. Yeah. Watch for that video Matt's got coming out. Thanks again for sticking around. Yeah. I, we're working on actually shortening these, and it's it not, is working. not working. No, it went the all. opposite way. We went the so, other way. Yeah. The topics, uh, you know, we want to get this. We just yeah. want to provide the information, and there's a lot of stuff to provide, a lot of stuff to get out, um, and we'll do our best to, to get what we feel is. Keep the comments coming. It helps us. And uh, we appreciate that, that people are watching. Because I know as I'm doing this, we're not getting paid to do this. So, um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. By by the way, there's no monetary value to this. Put some comments in there. Uh, Tell us what you want to hear about in the world of Acura. And automotive. And automotive in general. We'll we'll definitely do our best to tell you what we know right here from the show before. That's right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks again.